stay on this thing about God overtaking us because he wants to overtake us with, a, with an inheritance and he's the inheritance really and for some reason as I'm sitting here and I've been in a lot of meetings over the last five days so I had a limited amount of time to to prepare that means none so you're just going to get what comes off fresh off the off the heart today and I do I do have some scriptures to make it legal but I, I'm going to share some things because for some reason, the Lord just began to bring back what, it, what is it, the, what is it that, that we need to really get a grasp on. And I feel like all, God wants us to live and, and walk in victory. And he's created you as an overcomer, everyone in this room, right? Everyone in here is an overcomer. But there's something about legacy and there's something about inheritance that the Lord wants us to grab a hold of as a corporate body in this place. And everyone else who's watching, that'll, that'll go out and it'll go out on YouTube and maybe, you know, a few other people will hear this. But I just want you to grab hold of this because there's something that I've noticed. And, and I was talking with a, with a couple of the guys that have been through here. And, and some of the old movements of God all of a sudden began to decline. And so I just want us to, to have in, in, in front of us that you've been called to prepare the way of the Lord. And so... And I've said this before, and I kind of touched on it, but I'm going to kind of drive it home today. I feel like the Lord wants us to be, God wants to raise up, you know, not just the young, younger generation, but people in here that God is going to come upon, that God is going to use. And even in the corporate anointing here and what will grow into over there and what God, who knows what God's going to do from that point, you should have expectation of increase. And I don't, I don't care, you know, I don't count beans and heads. I, you know, we, I count people that I, I miss and we follow up and check on people just to make sure people are okay. But ultimately, it's God, I'm, I'm just going to pray a prayer right now, okay? God, bring everyone here who needs to be here. I pray that people that would roll into this, this hunger and thirst for revival and awakening in the region to bring them in because this is an equipping center. It's a center of, of revival. It's a, it's a center for awakening the region and awakening America. And so, God, we're just asking that you come and that you release people that, Lord, pe people will find us out of nowhere. There's people all the time that come through here, haven't even been to a conference. And they show up here. They said, wow, we just, I don't know, stumbled upon your, your sight. And, and God touches people, and, and then they show up. And some of them sustain, and some of them are like, wow. It, it, it's like I said last week. It's ride or die with you guys. And it's okay. It's okay. It's okay. Because I want to see the Lord excel in people's lives. And, and so there is an inheritance for all of us, but there's also a corporate inheritance. And it's really about coming into this place where we don't leave our first love. You have to remember that. For some, and I'll just share a story with you. It's, it's the beginning when, when I first met my wife. I don't know why I thought about this. I know. But I'm just thinking about, not when I first met her, but when I met her again. And she was a lot older and a lot more, wow, yeah. So I'll just say this. We, we, we landed at Bible school, but I can remember this one time, and, and she'll remember the time. She better remember the time. 
And we, nothing was really, there was no, nothing, you know, we knew each other and we bumped into each other and we talked to each other. But we had, there was a, 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 a campus, it must have been that first week or so that we were there and there was a bonfire. Remember the bonfire? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so we had a little hug moment. And we weren't, we were already illegal. See right there, we were Ill illegal already. We weren't supposed to be hugging, right? Supposed to be a six-inch rule. That means I'm not supposed to be that close to her, okay? That's, that's pretty close, though, you know? So anyway, Pentecostal school, it's okay. We needed it. I liked the discipline, to be honest. I liked wearing my grade, you know, looking like a Republican every day. We had, we had, out, we had um, uniforms. So I wore a blue blazer, white shirt, red tie, and gray pants. Come on, I was ready for the Republican convention. No doubt. I'm telling you. I was Donald Trump. You know, let's go. So, so I remember this distinctly, and the Lord brought it to me right here this, this afternoon because I felt like I was supposed to share it. And so when, when this happened, you know, there was just this embrace and embrace. But there was fireworks. Come on. I, at least I felt them. Maybe she didn't feel them. I was feeling something. I'm like, whoa, I need to stay away. Because my heart was like, and you know, there's just certain things. Like, I can remember you had the, the, the goldenrod, like, turtleneck on and your blue jeans and all that. I can remember what she was wearing. Like, you remember the time, right? Come on. I didn't even kiss her. All right, we're still, we're, we're staying PG in the room, but I'm just, I have to stay, I have to say that this, what happened in my heart, my heart leaked inside of me. And the whole reason for me sharing this is because of what happened on the inside. And when we, I, you know, we can read Revelation, you know, go back to your first love, all this stuff. But what does it feel like when you first met Jesus Christ? What did it feel like when the Lord came into your life? Where were you that time? Can you remember the place and the time? Because even last week, I was down at a, at a place where an angel visited me before I even came back to the Lord. And I remember it distinctly. It was a person. It was in a person that I didn't know, but he read my mail and walked by me and talked to me about my heart and talked to me about my father, talked to me about a, you know, my father who I hadn't been reconciled with for five years. I hadn't talked to him. I say this because there are moments where God engages you, and I believe today can be another moment for that. Because where does our inheritance come from? Our inheritance is really just the Lord Jesus Christ. That's all it is. If you look at the Zadok priesthood, their inheritance was the Lord. If you look at the, the holy priesthood in that time in Ezekiel's era, but there's something that the Lord wants us to grab hold of because you were created to be like a, 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 a John the Baptist in this era now with the spirit of Elijah on you. And there has to be this love and this passion inside of you to prepare the way of the Lord. And I'll tell you why. Because Habakkuk talks about the glory of the Lord being greater in the latter house than it was in the former why? And, I, and there's so much with, with Haggai and Zechariah of the prophets of those days. And I'm just going to say some things because we have to get a hold of this because there's something about our inheritance and what happens after this. Because if my son was here, I'd say the same thing. And Josiah may be online watching later. But I would say this, that I declare that his life would be a part of what we're doing here. Yeah. And that my kids 
and that anyone in it's not just my kids it's all the spiritual kids and all of you all all of y'all have been around been around people from the, from the south and it would be all that would rise up but carry the same spirit and go further because the problem is that what happens with the most move of God when what happens is when God begins to move on a people and, and revival and a movement begins to happen, there becomes this, this, okay, we're on the wave, we're on the wave, we're on the wave. And then somewhere along the line, we lose the anointing and the glory and the, what God's doing, and it begins to decline. I've watched it. I've watched it in different places. I had someone say to me, they went to a, a major ministry that if I said their names, I don't want to say it because we're online. But it, it, it was a major ministry that if I said the person's name, you would know. He was one of the greatest prophet teachers ever that we knew in the 80s and the 90s. And there was a massive move of God that happened in that place. Signs, wonders, miracles, laughter. You'd know who he was. I probably described him already to you. But the reality is that, that one of my friends said that he went back to that place and the place was dead. They couldn't muster a bunch of people together. They got all these massive buildings that they can't fill now. And so growth is good. Growth is good as long as God's in the growth. Do you understand? And so I want us to grow. I, my heart's desire is that I see us grow. I see the glory increase. Because the Bible says that through the prophet Zechariah in Haggai, it says that, that um, Nehemiah prospered because of their words. And what did they do? What was the whole point of those three? I'm talking about the rebuilding of the city of God. And I'm talking about the rebuilding of the temple. And it's the rebuilding of, of, of what God wants to do in a place that he already anointed. But the Bible says that the glory should be greater in the second phase, in the rebuild. And I'm not hyping you up for a building thing today. I'm not. But I do want to say this, that we get excited about what God's doing. And then as we start to get in motion with the things of God, as we begin to get in motion with what God's doing, all of a sudden things begin to wane. That's why if you come here, you're either going to sustain or you'll burn out. Because you're moving on some type of momentum or something. So that's why it's so important that everyone in this place, you're filled with power at home. You learn to pray at the altar of your house you learn to walk by the spirit because it's not just here this is just a corporate gathering where God yeah he will do powerful things he'll change you he'll move you from glory to glory but he will do the same thing at home but there is an anointing in the cluster that happens that we must walk into and we must step into together and that means God's looking for you to grow and he's looking for the increase in the anointing on your life. But even that, even so, the glory should increase on your life. Why? Because Isaiah 60, Isaiah 61, Isaiah 62, which we'll touch in a second, they all talk about the increase of the glory. And so I want us to just have a perspective today of what the Lord wants to do. Because the lion is roaring over us now. I really believe that. I really believe that the Lord, the Lion of God is, it, it, Jesus, the Lion of Judah is roaring over this place. He's roaring over many places right now. It's not just here. 
And let's not get cocky and think, oh, we got it. No, 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 no. No, I'm, I'm thankful for what God does here. But there's more churches that God wants to pull in. And here's the deal. This, this whole thing about working with the Lord and allowing Him to train us up and to not listen to Sanballat and Tobiah in the midst of trying to build. And what are we building? We're not building a building. We will, we will have to do some work. But it's about building God's, God's kingdom. It's about building and, and increasing and seeing what the Lord will do in His glory. Because listen, I don't want to build if it's my efforts. No, it's, it can't be by my might or my power. It has to be by the, the, by the Spirit of the Lord. And it can't rest on just Lisa and myself because that would really be a lot. Do you understand? And so what happens is as we continue to move in, here's the deal. What happened with, the, with, with Israel over and over and over again, Israel is in Hebrew says it's there for our instruction, right? They're a model to show us what not to step into. But here's the deal. They, they worshiped Yahweh, but then they had some idols over here. They worshiped Yahweh, and then they had the Asherah poles. They worshiped Yahweh, and they had all these other things that they were doing that had nothing to do with what God was doing in the land. And I say this not to bring anything on any, I don't, I don't want anything of shame, condemnation, or any of that stuff falling on anyone, but God wants to eradicate the, the idols from the land. You know that. He wants to marry you, and he wants no other lovers. As a matter of fact, he already married you. He just doesn't want any side stuff. You know, it, it's, it, <laughs> it's what the Lord wants, right? And so I, I say this to say, listen, God is about to do something. He's, he's already doing it, but he's about to increase it. And so as he increases it, we need to be prepared because there has to be a place where I allow the Lord to move in my life and I come into agreement with it. I let it actually overtake me. I come into to this total commitment to God's mission on my life and the mission, mission, see, because Nehemiah, Zechariah, Haggai, all three, they came into agreement with the mission, but come on, sometimes they got discouraged. <laughs> Actually, the players got discouraged. The prophets didn't really get discouraged. Well, they might have. Prophesying at the same thing all the time. And I know this, that in, the, in both those books, he talks about considering your ways. So I just want to say that in general. We have to consider where we're at to realize where we're going. That's not to take ugly navel gazing. I don't want to do that. But if there's an issue that God wants to take care of in my life, then I'm like, overtake it. Lord, I, I know I'm an overcomer. Overtake these things that are in my life that you need to eradicate so that I can step into the fullness of my inheritance in this hour. Because I want to be overtaken with the inheritance. Not just, I don't want just the work. Yeah, come on. <laughs> God wants to take care of the work. You know, Joshua, before he left, said there's going to be such an ease in the glory. There's going to be an ease in the glory. And I'm telling you, even look, I look at my schedule, I'm like, how did I even 
get this crazy busy because I put it all on my, I just make stuff, you know, happen, right? Okay, you're invited to this, go. You know, we're invited to that, go. Yeah, I want to be there, so I'm just going to go there because how many know I need to get whacked and whacked again 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 and whacked again. For all you online, get whacked again. <laughs> I'm telling you, I, you need it. And if you think you don't need it, oh, Lord, help you. Lord, help you. Because I need the presence of God just as much as you do. Right? Because there's this thing, right? We think, you know, everyone up here is all set. Not, not so. I mean, we may, we may sustain a little more because we spend a little more time doing, doing the, the things of God and better be praying. I better be in the presence of God. I better be in the word. I better be in that place where the, where, where the glory of God is overtaking me, right? And so God wants to pull you into that place. I know I didn't give you one scripture yet. Isaiah 62. And I just want to look at this because I do feel like the Lord wants to rename and release something over you. He wants to overtake you with brand new things today. And our inheritance is in Christ. We can go into Colossians. We can go into Ephesians. But I'm just going to hit some general things. Because if you read those two books, that's enough to... In <laughs> I'll tell you, the first four chapters of Ephesians will just annihilate you. Never mind the short book of Colossians. I mean, it's just all about your inheritance in Christ and who Christ is inside of you. And this is what you need to know. This is what you need to understand. But you've been called as a people, right? And it says this, starting with verse 1, Isaiah 62. Everyone say word when you got it. Word. All right, good. You're good. It says, for Zion's sake, for Zion's sake, I will not withhold my peace. And for Jerusalem's sake, I will not rest. That means God is going to speak. Doesn't matter the situation. He's got a word over you. Come on, the enemy cannot shut the mouth of God. The enemy cannot shut the mouth of God. Until her righteousness goes forth in br as brightness. That's the glory. Come on, the righteousness of God in Christ on you is the glory of God. It's part of your inheritance. You've already received it through the cross and the blood of Jesus Christ. It's done. It's finished. You just need to take position and walk it out. You need to be overtaken by it. Because when you're overtaken by it, it begins to manifest in your life. And her salvation as a lamp that burns. And so you walk in that righteousness, the, the shield of, uh, the, the breastplate of righteousness and the burning, shining lamp of God. The burning, shining lamp of God will begin to manifest in your life. Why? Because I live right before the Lord. Because I live in this place. I'm positioned with God. Because anything that comes at me, that tries to lie to me, come on, there's lying things that try to tell you that you are not that. No, you are a burning, shining lamp, just like John the Baptist. 
You are called as a burning, shining lamp to prepare the way of the Lord in this time. We've been created in this time. This is the greatest time ever. I don't care. I don't care what past generations say. I don't care what revivals were in the past. I know this, that God's going to pour out. And and listen, I I just have to say this. We traveled a little bit south. The glory's burning here. I might be biased, but New England's not, not, not frozen. It ain't frozen in here. God's burning in New England. And it's not just with us. God's burning in New England. And so there has to be this place where we come into agreement with all these things, right? It says that the Gentiles shall see your righteousness. That means the ones that are outside, the ones that need Christ, the ones that don't have any understanding are going to see the righteousness of God. Why? Because you live different. Because you talk different. Because you, your whole body, and by the way, I just, this is totally off the subject. Didn't Walker do an amazing job a couple of weeks ago? He wasn't here last week, so I didn't get to, I just had to, I just had to. You, I got comments from Ohio. No, my best man, Joe Gracial, I met him in Zion, and he's like, that walker did a great job. I talked to him this week. You did. You did an amazing job. It was, it was simple, concise, and then bam, people got really hit and rocked. Amen? So it's that righteousness that God is shining on you because he gave it to you through Christ. And you, there is no question. There is no question. Look at me. No doubt. No doubt that God is moving on your life in purity and in holiness and in right standing with God. So stop it when you think opposite that. Stop it when you think contrary to that. Stop it when you get down on yourself. And if you do something, repent. That's all. That's it. But it shouldn't be like things you're beating yourself up on from your past. That's it. No more. No more. No more. And so it says this, in all kings your glory. There it is again. It's the shining lamp and the glory of God on your life. Because we're living in a days with the increasing glory. And the Lord wants us to be an army bearing the light of God. Bearing the light. You know, I'm not into warfare and all this stuff. But I'm telling you, there's devils that are trying to knock the move of God off track. And it starts with the people of God. Hello. It starts with people that come into a, dis- to a disagreement, not with what's happening in a place, but in their minds where they used to think one way and now they think completely contrary to what God already spoke to them. Amen? And so when God puts you in alignment with what he's doing, he wants you to walk forward and move into it and not be double-minded. Why? Because a double-minded man gets nothing from the Lord. And the Holy Spirit's trying to, he's already done it. But I want you to step, it's just say I'm overtaken by it. I'm overtaken by the spirit that keeps double-mindedness off of me. Because I walk with the mind of Christ. I walk in this righteousness. I walk in this righteousness that I can't be convinced of anything different. Do you understand that? That's the truth for you. And And then it says this, you shall be called by a new name, which the mouth of the Lord will name. (laughs) listen listen y'all I'm telling you receive the new name that God's giving you 
Receive the newness. You are a new creation in Christ. God has already prepared you, and you're walking in this newness of life. And so when the resurrection happened, Jesus Christ was resurrected from the dead. Newness of life came upon you before you were even born. Because of salvation, when you came into salvation and you got baptized in water, you were raised to newness of life. Raised to newness of life. No longer dead works. No longer walking in unrighteousness. No, no, no. You burn and you glow <laughs> with the glory because you're walking in this resurrection power. Because resurrection power should light you up. Help me, somebody. Resurrection life should absolutely light you up. And the reality of it in the new creation reality that you live in, you live in there already. It's not something you need to be indoctrinated with. All you need to know is that Christ died for you and everything's changed ever since. It is. And the Holy Spirit wants you to get that inside and he wants you to be overtaken by it. Overtaken by it. That's your inheritance. The glory of God. The glory of the Lord. The very presence of God. Oh my. <laughs> oh my. I mean... If we were in Baltimore, y'all would have been standing by now. But the whole, he does. He wants us to step into it and walk in it. There you go. And you shall also be a crown of glory in the hand of the Lord. That means here, the Lord takes you and he puts you on display. Where? On himself. Because now you're in Christ. There's the new creation reality. Jesus unzips, you walk in. Oh, I'm not playing. That's how it should look. That Jesus just embodies you. This is the reality. This is why the Bible says that the Lord working with them accompanied signs. Did miracles why because they lived in him go ahead and check it out go ahead and look at how many times Paul says in him I dare you to count them come back to me with it in him never mind in him we live and move and have our being never mind that but I'm telling you that the Lord himself is your inheritance He's the one you're to step into. That the fullness of God will be walking in not just one person, but the entire body. What does that even look like? Because it's yet to be seen on the earth. But Romans says that there's going to be a people. There's going to be a groan. It's the sound I heard today. I'm telling you, it's the sound I heard today. There's a groan within a people that are, are stepping in and moving into something brand new with God where they are filled and overtaken, overtaken by the presence and power of God. And you can't be denied that. No, 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 no. It's your inheritance. It's, it's what you, you are a possessor of. A royal diadem in the hand of our God. No longer termed what? Forsaken. There's that, there's that orphan thing. 
that the Lord has already broken over your life. Come on, last week, God broke it. It's, it's that orphan mindset that's broken, that I'm forsaken, that I'm the only. Oh, come on, Elijah. You're not the only prophet. Come on, we're not the only prophetic voice in the region. Oh, we're not the only ones where the pressure and the, and the crushing is happening. Come on. Sometimes there's a crushing, there's a pressure that takes place in the midst of going for it in God. Oh, no, I'll say most of the time there's going to be a pressure and a crushing when you're going for it in God that tries to defy what you're doing, that tries to move you out of the way. This is why Zerubbabel and this is why Joshua were having a hard time in that time. Ready? Because, because as they were working, trying to build, trying to increase. Listen, we're in a building mode right now. Not because we're getting a building. But because the Lord is building his house. Because the Lord's building something that we don't understand. There's, the Lord's building something that we will have language for in the future, but we don't have it quite right now. Come on. And the Holy Spirit's going to abs absolutely indoctrinate you with Holy Ghost infusion so that you can speak the words in power to people all around you. Because why? Because you're the one sent in the wilderness. You're called to bring the, the valleys up and the mountains low. There's, there's mountains in the way, but God's trying to remove the mountain, or he's trying to get you to let him move the mountain. You don't have to bulldoze it down yourself. Hmm. Nor shall your land be desolate. And so let me just prophesy to you for a minute and dec declare fruitfulness, barrenness no more, fruitfulness over your life. The Lord always desired that you would be the fruit of the vine, that you would be fruitful, that you would be increasing, that you would be increasing. Yeah, sometimes he chops down the root so that it grows forth with strength. Sometimes he chops it down. Sometimes he prunes you. Sometimes he cuts some things off that you don't like, that you don't want, that, that you don't like the process. Come on. It hurts. Sometimes it's painful, but he wants those things. And here, sometimes we got to understand what's the Lord and what's, what's, what's our stupidity. No, I'll just say it like that. Because sometimes we put ourselves in positions that God doesn't want us in. That's, that's not God trying to prune you. That's, to, that's God saying, hey, wake up. But there's times where he wants to cut and prune so that the greater fruit can come. And I believe we're living in that hour right now where the plowman will overtake the reaper, right? The seeds are already bursting forth and increasing. Why? Because we're right behind the plow and, and the seeds are going in and they're already growing. They're already coming up. Look at me. How many want that in their lives? God wants to do that for you in your life. He wants, to, he wants the plowman to overtake. God wants to overtake you with the harvest. He wants to overtake your life with the harvest that he's already set in place for you. The portions and the, and the, and the parameters that he's already, already portioned off. He wants you to step into it. And some of it is progressive. I believe that. But some of it is us not coming into agreement. Not letting it overtake us. Not believing it will overtake us. And what does that look like over you right now? 
What does that look like? I love this. You won't be termed desolate anymore. But you'll be called this. My delight is in her. Back to the marriage. Back to the, to the moment when Jesus said, I love you so much. And he breathed on you. See, I feel like if you go back to the time when you came into to, to know the Lord, you'd never shut up. This is why, this is why, this is why I feel like the Lord brought this illustration. When, when I first met my wife, all the bells and whistles went off. Everything, all of a sudden, I felt alive. It wasn't youthful lust. It was I felt alive. And I still had to move away and get away for a minute. But I felt alive. And I knew God was doing something. I knew something was about to happen. And your land... What? Married. Are you married to your inheritance? Are you married for that which has been already betrothed to you? Oh. That's, if you get that, there's already been something given for you before you even met Jesus. That's so messed up right there. That's revelation on, on coming right now. There's already things and portions of things that God has already done before you came to that point of, I need to come back to first love. Before you come back to that point where you met Christ and he had stuff for you, you didn't, you didn't even have an idea of what was already betrothed, what was already promised, what was already like, I've got the Lord. And he said, and all this is yours. Whoa. Why? Because of the next, the next line. He delights in you. Now I can make people nervous right now by just saying he delights in you. Or if, or if you go to one, some person and you just begin to exhort them and say, I, I really love what you do. You know what happens when you start loving on people? All of a sudden they start feeling uncomfortable. I mean, 90% of people do, right? You start gloating on someone, on what they do, and they're just like. And the Lord wants you to be able to receive. Yeah, what do you want? That's right. Why, why, are, you, why are you buttering me up? Why are you telling me all these good things about me? Well, the Lord does it just because he loves you. Just because he wants you to just rest in what he has for you. And his delight is in you. His delight, his joy, his passion to see you succeed way beyond is in you. How many know that? He does. He just wants the, the waves of his presence to come over us, to overtake us with this delight and this joy. 
See, because it was the joy that set before him that he gave himself. Why? Because he saw what was going to happen for you. Not just five of us, not just 10 of us, not just 30 of us, whatever. It, it was, he saw the whole entire world prospering and increasing in what he was about to do. So he said, I'll lay it all down. This is what's so crazy about the cross. Right? Because of the, the Lord and his, his finished work and what he did, that he just denied, he just said, I'll give it all. I'll give it all so that I'll just become completely bankrupt so that I can give everything to them. It's so good. It's too good to be true. But it is true. It's too good to be true, but it's the real truth. And if, and if we had this mindset with people that we don't know, that, that know, they don't know the Lord. Right? I've got family members. They need Jesus. They need massive healing in their bodies. If they just receive the simple truth. And this, why, it's, this is the reason why it's the God of this world that blinds the minds of unbelievers. Because if everyone saw this truth, oh my. Why do we need to pray? <laughs> why do we need to come together and pray? Pray for the harvest. Why do we need to go into the harvest? Why do we need to be engaged with God in such a way that all of a sudden we're overtaken with his goodness, overtaken with his power? Why? It's all under the harvest. But you're his inheritance. It's too, it's too good to be true. It really is. It's really too good to be true. And your land, the Lord delights in you, and your land shall be married. For as a young man marries a virgin, so shall your sons marry you. And as a bridegroom rejoices over the bride, so shall your God rejoice over you. And this is so, this is so important, that as, as the Lord, as we the bride, beckon the Lord to come. Like when we beckon the Lord through our prayers and intercession, through believing and, 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 and contending for the harvest, because it's not coming without a fight. I hate that war thing, but it doesn't come without a fight because people are blind and, the, and demons want to keep people locked up. And so there is a fight and it's real. And so we have to be on. You have to be on. God's calling you to be on. God's calling you to be overtaken by this good message. Because if I'm overtaken by the message, if I'm overtaken by first love, then nothing else matters. You know that, that if I'm overtaken by the love of God, by, this, by the purity, by this, this righteousness I walk in, this reality of a new creation, then nothing else stops me from doing what I'm doing. And it's not just for someone with a microphone up here. It's for every one of you. Because you will not be denied. Because God's going to do it. Verse 10. See, this is why. Just actually, verse 6 says, I have set a watchman on your walls, O Jerusalem, and they shall never hold their peace day or night. And so here's the thing. Ready? So important 
prayer for yourself. So important. Sitting with the Lord, basking in all of who he is. <laughs> Going, when, when you were, I don't know about you, but when I first got saved, I just, my Bible was always open. My Bible's always open now still, but my Bible was always open. And I know, I know, well, and then I studied the Bible. For, but then the Bible became a textbook, which was weird. I'll just say as a Bible student, it became a textbook, and I just couldn't. I'm like, this is all bouncing off of me. Not a good place. Right? But the reality is, the Lord wants you to be in this place of love and desire and living in this place where the word begins to nourish you in such a way. But he wants you to be a watchman. Day and night. I know I'm reading Old Testament, but if we talk about Jesus, Jesus said that there was a man that was looking for, had to go to his neighbor's house. Kept knocking, seeking to get something. Come on, he gave an illustration. He was talking about prayer. He was speaking of prayer. Remember that? That he wanted, he said, I need I need bread for my friend. Go away. Get out of here. Kept knocking. Went back. Told him to go away again. No. There's a reason. It's not out of religious duty. The Lord tells us. He instructs us night and day. Night and day. To be people of prayer. To be people that are seeking him. To be people that are looking for the coming of the Lord. Come on. Come on, this should be a, 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 a delight in our lives, right? And then it says this. It talks later. Verse 10 says, go through, go through the gates. Prepare the way for the people. That's you. Oh, listen to me. That's you and I as we go in, as we go in as watchmen. We prepare a place. We prepare a way for people to come in. Prayer is the way you make a way for people to come in. I don't care. You can have all the tactics and all the, all the right, you know, decision cards and all that stuff. I'm sorry. But you need to be a people that pray and hear the Holy Spirit to open a gate. Because the Bible says that they are locked up. And the Spirit of God wants you to unlock and open the gates. So go through, the, go through the gate, prepare the way, build up a highway, and take out the stones. That means we're preparing a way, not just for the, for the coming harvest, but preparing the way for the next move of God. You're building, you're opening gates, we're making a way to see what the Lord's going to do in this next season. Oh, you should be excited, way more excited than I thought you'd. I want you to be excited about this because there's truth here that the Lord wants to open up gates it's back to gates again it's back to portals again how do you get into a portal by watching day and night why because i'm in this i'm overtaken by the presence of god and i just want to pray i just want to be in his presence i just want to be in the place where he's going to show up i just want to be in the in the place of intercession i just want to be there i want to be there and I want to build a way. I want to build a highway. I want to build a roadway. I want to make a way for the king to come. I want to make a landing strip for him to come and flow and show up. I want to make a place for him to come and overtake us. Amen. Stand.
So the Spirit of God really wants to do something for you today. And I believe that is posturing us and continuing to posture us. She just plugged in. It wasn't me. Continuing to posture us so that he'll overtake us. And then some of you, I know this, because he wouldn't have gave me the illustration if not. Some of you may feel, my God, I just need to reignite my devotion to you, my first love to you, my place where I'm just, I have such passion inside of me. And somewhere the fire has kind of gone out, and God wants to just reignite that. It's easy, simple simple but others of you the Lord wants to use your life to open gates portals and build a road and so the Lord wants to touch you in that I believe it so Heavenly Father I just thank you right now If you need ministry, just come. You can come. Just come all the way up, though. All the way up. And let's try and spread out. Yeah. So, Father, I just thank you. We just receive and We want to be overtaken by an inheritance tonight. We thank you for that place, God. Just, just put your hands over your heart, everyone in this place. Lord, reignite true first love. Just reignite true first love. I mean, I just want to be in love with you like I've never loved you before. Like, Just ignite it, God, right now in every person in this place. Overtake us with your goodness right now. Fill us with your power, Father, right now. And Lord, let the spirit of prayer and intercession come upon this body. I'm going to pray for this week after week after week. Let the spirit of intercession touch this place. Yeah. The spirit of burning. touch this place, God. Help us, Father, to keep our eyes fixed and our ears, God, on you. Lord, we remove every, every stone that would be in the way of you moving. Every stumbling block thank you for the new creation reality God on our lives but we're asking right now for new wineskins so that the new wine can flow yeah we thank you for a portion today God just get us ready 
we're asking for that first love to burn, burn, burn within us and ignite us, Jesus, right now.